What would it take to convince you that your body is the most incredible healing system ever created? What would it take for you to put your faith in its design to heal itself instead of relying on drugs and other interventions? The, the model of healthcare we have, yeah. it's exactly what you just described. We're, we, we, our last 12 years of our life are not quality years of life. We're living yeah. on dope pills, potions, lotions. Okay? Yeah. It's time to take our health back. If we're going to try to figure out and, and, and manipulate the body, it's a fool's game. I see you know, pharmacies that can call themselves wellness centers now. It's really become watered down. It's really become confusing. When we talk wellness, when we talk lifestyle, we're talking what is the environment you're putting your body in or inside of you that's gonna it's gonna just affect you our way is simply not working even with all our medical advances and technology we are getting sicker we spend more than we spend on military we spend more on anything it's it's, it's 18 percent of our gdp on healthcare. yet we're getting sicker and do we really think that more drugs and more tests and more that's gonna be that's gonna how we're gonna get there yeah, it seems overwhelming but there is hope this is the Design to Heal podcast. I can't think of anybody that I've met in the, in the last 15 years that's come in and said, awesome, I'm on all these drugs and I feel great. It usually goes something like, can you help me yeah. get off of all this crap, yeah. right? The first thing I have to do is teach them that they're designed to heal. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Design to Heal. My name is Jeff McLaughlin, your host, and with me as always, the man, the the mystery, the legend. I don't know. Oh, I just couldn't keep adding things yeah. to his title, Doctor Ben Rawl. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? Ah, uh, it's great. Good to be here. I, I don't, you know, I'm all again. I always get a little nervous with, with <laughs> I. I don't know what you're going to say when you introduce me, and uh, but it is great to be here. Thanks. And we have a guest on the line, uh, Dr. Pete Sulak from, uh, Pete, where are you from? He didn't even tell me where you're from. He said, I got an 865 area code. We won't say the rest of the number, don't worry, uh, unless, you're, unless you're looking for that to be said. But where is 865, or is 865 even match where you are, or where are you at? We are in, we are in Knoxville, Tennessee right now. Cool. Well, welcome to the show, my friend. It's good to have you. Hey, hey guys. It's an honor to be with you guys. Good deal. Good deal. So first and foremost, before we get into our topic today, just uh, tell me how you and Ben met. What is the glorious story there of, of uh -oh. your meeting? I don't know if it was glorious. Okay, um, here we go. Yeah. We'll let the, ben, we'll ben just, ben he slid a 20 across the table kinda, on that one, Pete. That's all. So, yeah. I, all right. Have him go first, and I can respond based on his initial reaction. Mm. You know, and, and I, I will go first, partly to protect myself and um, partly. No, I've known Dr. Pete for a long time. We're actually both from the Midwest, and I grew up in South Dakota, and Dr. Pete's from Minnesota. We actually went to the same chiropractic school together and did some of our early internships with a, a particular office up there. And so we were kind of, he's a couple of years ahead of me on the path, not so much mentally, but he's a couple of years ahead of me scholastically. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing, I didn't remember you. <laughs> and um, and so, we, so we've just, um, you know, I've always, um, watching Dr. Pete, and, and he's had and I know he would say it, it was a blessing and I know he wouldn't take credit for it, but um, has done some things in uh, the profession of chiropractic and, and particularly healing and stress that are really have never really been seen in our profession before. Uh, he wouldn't never say this out loud, so I'll say it for him. Run one's, runs one of the largest um, wellness facilities in the in the world, actually, and has done that for a long, long time and has done it very humbly. Um, he travels the globe. He's been around the globe. I don't know. What's the latest count, Dr. Pete? 29 times? I really don't know. Uh, yeah, like 26 yeah. times. Yeah. And uh, and teaching and preaching these messages. Um, he has a real heart for for people, a real heart for the Lord. But, but I think, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, and I'll let you talk after this, Dr. Pete, but helping people understand, you know, really a cause of disease and maybe reframing that and and really understanding the role that stress plays in our life and maybe not the this, the way people typically understand stress you know right we hey I've had a bad day and that kind of thing but maybe a deeper appreciation or or um, understanding of that and then the impact that can have on their lives and so is that fair Dr. Pete would you say I'm accurate there 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I think it's your passion. It's my passion to just empower people to get healthy and, um, and empower them the right way. And, and I think to do that, it's imperative that we understand what health is not, what health is, and really just uh, equip just everybody to get on the road to health and know that no matter where you are, no matter what you've been diagnosed with, that there's hope for you. And uh, I think that's one of the greatest privileges that um, to be just a conduit of hope. I pray that that allows people to know there's a confident expectation that your life will be better tomorrow than it is today. And, uh, And that's hard for some people to comprehend because a lot of people don't have hope, but I'm reminded of the word of God that says hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And so, you know, I know that when people walk into your office and uh, just by the grace of God, when they walk into our office, they leave with a greater hope and an expectation that their future is uh, looking a lot brighter. So, Dr. Pete, and I know, and Jeff is a, will have a lot of great questions for you as well. And I, and I, but I just want to kind of launch from there when you when you think, because people, and again, I, I get to, I get to say this because you wouldn't say this, but you have people that on any given week are come to your office from all over, literally all over the world, and um, and that's a very common occurrence, and and often the worst of the worst cases, right? People that have been mm-hmm. through everything, that have tried everything, and 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 kind of, you know, we've all had it happen. They kind of get literally dropped off at our doorstep sometimes and say, mm-hmm. you know, if this doesn't work, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You're our last resort. And you said something there about, you know, that we, you know, how we help people have hope. And I, and I want people to understand this because not really that our listeners, I mean, we have great listeners and a great audience, but sometimes you, we hear words like that, doc, and they're almost, um, I want to say this the right way, but they're almost offensive. And I don't mean that to you. Right. Mm-hmm. But to tell somebody that tomorrow can be better. And they're yeah. almost like, but you don't know what I've been through. Right. Like, mm. how do you know that? Maybe I'm going to have the worst migraine I've ever had. Maybe I'm going to be even more depressed. Maybe I'm going to like how what gives you the, how dare you right now? Mm. I'm, I'm kind of setting you up because I know I know our hearts on this. Right. But that the fact that it can be taken like that is one of my biggest concerns. Right. Mm. Is that we would actually be there'd be less people would be less offended if I said, well, I don't know. You'll probably just suffer forever. People are like, well, that's what mm. I thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're on the same page. But heaven forbid we come in and say, hey, just so you know. Right. Mm. You can heal. And I think this is where people get frustrated. That's why the name of our show is, of course, designed to heal. I feel the greatest thing I can do is help a person understand that that mm. they are, in fact, designed to heal. So. You know, I know you, I've heard so many stories over the years, amazing stories. I'm thinking about that fellow recently who came in that was struggling with, you know, stage four cancer given, you know, weeks to live. And um, I mean, do you have like a story maybe or a way that you would help us understand how you, because you are to our audience is, is, you know, people, it's not doctors necessarily, right? It's people. Yeah. So what do you say to that person or how do you respond to that person that maybe accuses a doc of like false hope, if you will? You know, it's interesting because uh, yesterday, uh, we had seven new patients come to the office and I got to meet with each and every one of them. And one patient was you, like you said, migraine. She's had debilitating migraines for 22 years. She's been a patient of ours now for six weeks. And we sat down and she has a clean diet. She has one of the cleanest diets I've seen. And, but her body was stuck in a stress response and her body had become vulnerable. So for 22 years, she's had severe migraines so much so that she's never once gone on vacation with her husband because of all the pain and the travel. And for the first time after six weeks, of care this weekend she's going on a four-day vacation with her husband she just sat there and cried in my office she said dr pete no one ever gave me hope everyone said there's nothing more that we could do and it's something i hear constantly i heard from an oncologist recently um he's uh, one of his patients came to our office in fact three and a half months ago walked in her office his name was terrell and i walked into my lobby and um happened to greet him there and he said you know doc i'm gonna be honest with you um i'm only here to appease tim and i said uh 
okay, and Tim's one of my business partners, and he said, you know, it's my second time with cancer, and it's metastasized throughout my body. It's liver cancer, and the doctor just told me I won't live till Christmas, but he says, I'm okay with that, Dr. Pete. He said, but I'm really only here because for the first time in two weeks, I got out of bed. This is my first time out of bed. It's the first time out of my house because of my first chemo treatment. I said, hey, brother, no problem whatsoever. And he said, honestly, doc, if you're going to tell me don't do chemo or radiation, I'm walking out. I said, you know, in regard, in reality, Terrell, I don't care if you do chemo or radiation or not. In fact, I would encourage you to do whatever you have peace with. I'm not here to dictate that. I'm here to empower you. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to be an advocate for, with you in regards to where you have peace in this journey. And a long story short, he, he started care and uh, started care on a Tuesday. On Thursday, he came into the office and said, Dr. Pete, you know, I won't see you for another two weeks. I said, why is that, Cheryl? He said, because I'm going to have my second chemo treatment. I know I was in bed for two weeks after the last one. I said, no problem. I'll see you in two weeks. And Monday afternoon, he came into the office and said, Terrell, didn't you have your chemo treatment? He said, no, actually, I did, but I feel so great. That night, he calls my business partner and says, I don't know about this Dr. Pete. And my business partner, Tim, goes, oh, Lord, have mercy. What did Dr. Pete do? And <laughs> he, he, you know, he, he said, well, I don't know what to think about him because I'm on my mom's roof cutting down her branches. A month ago, he came into my office after coming to his oncologist and said, the oncologist said, in 15 years, I've never seen anything like this before, but you're literally cancer-free. He wow. came in yesterday, and his oncologist said, hey, I want to start sending my patients over there um, because of the results. He said, my concern is, Terrell, I don't want to give people false hope. And Terrell's response to his oncologist was this. He says, "No, take no offense by this, but people walk into this office, and they don't have hope. This isn't a place of hope. And he said, so false hope. He said, there's no hope. He said, so let alone a false hope, there's no hope. And he said, when you walk into Dr. Pete's office, you instantly get hope. And the reality is we need hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Without hope, we are screwed in this life. In fact, without hope, it actually stimulates what's called the emotional stress pathway of the body, the amygdala, locus ceruleus, and limbic system, and it furthers the stress response and leaves the body even more vulnerable. And so we walk into offices today, and we're given diagnoses, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so it's imperative, no matter who's listening, that you know that there's hope for you. That's one of the greatest privileges that we have in our offices is we are able to give people hope, an atmosphere of hope, not a false hope, a real tangible hope, and um, to let people know that there is hope for you. Doc, I'm, I'm, in the world that I work with, I work primarily with marriages, and one of the things we talk about all the time is just helping couples to return to a place or, or maybe do this for the first time ever where they're dreaming and um you know which is futuristic thinking uh, just getting into the mindset that says you know we can find contentment in today and better days are also coming mm. and i i see the parallels there with that hope factor mm. and i'll tell you when they lose that the marriage is mm. done when they when they yeah. lose that the marriage is done right there and so i think whether it's a marriage whether it's health i mean all of those things uh, mm. apply to that message of hope so I, I you're preaching to me man i love it how did you get into the world that you got into you know honestly in spite of me not because of me i tell people all the time you know, everything good in my life is actually in spite of me. It's not something I was going after. Everything bad in my life, that's me. And in fact, every good relationship in my life that actually bears fruit, everything that I'm a part of that's bearing good fruit, I pray for the kingdom of God, is it really happened. It like knocked, it, it tapped me on the shoulder. I can honestly tell you this I got into chiropractic. 
probably for the wrong reason. I got into chiropractic because, you know, I started dating my wife and it felt like, well, unless I become a very good basketball coach, you know, I'd like to make a living for my wife. And so I had a friend that said, hey, we'll pay all your overhead for the first three years to be a chiropractor. And I said, hey, that's good. You know, good money there. Not understanding that I'd be able to have a huge opportunity to just serve people and meet people's needs. And uh, as a result, we ended up in Knoxville away from all of our family and friends. And it's been the greatest, you know, honestly, the greatest journey ever. And so I've been in practice 17 years now. People do, by the grace of God, come from all over the world every week. This week, they're here from Texas. Someone just called us coming from Oklahoma today, um, New York, Florida. Um, they come from all over the world, and um, they come with no hope. Yesterday, we had another lady that came in, stage four cancer. She came from about an hour and a half away, and she came with her daughter. Her daughter was obviously very skeptical, like, why on earth would I be in a chiropractic office? You know, and how do you treat cancer? And I don't actually treat cancer. Um, but we actually put the body in a position that it can fight and fight effectively and create resilience. And uh, just to see the hope on this lady who's basically told that she will not live as well till Christmas and just to know that there's hope for her. And uh, I had a lady from Texas that came in three weeks ago with breast cancer, one of the cleanest diets I've ever seen. She goes, Dr. Pete, I don't understand, probably 45 years of age. And she just said, my diet's clean. I work out all the time. It's the second time with cancer. The doctor doesn't know what to do. That was about three weeks ago. She called me yesterday and she said, I just came back from my oncologist and he can't believe the results already. She was only in my office for one week. And uh, so to be able to provide hope and to be an encouragement and be a blessing to allow people to get in the game and finish the race is one of the greatest privileges that I have. Dr. Pete, you have a, you, when I, um, when you, you've alluded to it a couple of times earlier, talking about the stress response, and then I, I guess I would call it, mm. or this, or stress. And then I, I guess the flip coin or what I would you know, mm. put on the other side of that is <clears throat> this word we're talking about resiliency, right? And mm. um, I yeah. know, I know we've talked about this many times over the years, but I think that's such a powerful word. Cause I think and yeah. I'll use a chiropractic paradigm as we look at this, it's kind of like, you know, or even, even germs, right? We're in this so-called flu season, right? And mm. I know we talk yeah. about this and it's like, Hey, I'm, you know, I look around, I'm going to be in the world today. The latest, mm. the latest science I saw, we, we ingest, breathe in, whatever, exposed to about 3 billion germs a day. Mm. So I'm probably yeah. not going to stop that, right? Like I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to breathe in the flu today, probably thousands mm. and thousands of times if that's how mm. we want to look at it. So um, I, I don't really know what to do about that, but I do know what to do about resiliency, right? Mm. And, and, and yeah. the fact that our bodies are designed to heal. So because, and it's funny, cause I don't even know if it was by choice when, when, when Jeff asked you about, you know, how did you get kind of into this? I mean, as I've watched you over the 17 years and, you know, I wouldn't have said probably at the beginning that you're going to be, you know, this, this, you know, worldwide stress expert, right. That's, you know, that's, you know, creating products, you know, and, 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 you know, cutting edge supplementation to help, you know, and we can talk about that, but it's kind of like the need pulls you there, right? Like, like mm, yeah. you're like, Hey, I've got to help. I, and it's, it's often like we, we mm. kind of find ourselves as chiropractors, like there's such great need, there's so much suffering, right? So there's plenty to mm. do, right? But then as you get into yeah. it, you, you keep saying, like Jeff was saying about a marriage, like, it, hey, but if there isn't some hope here, uh, it's mm. probably not going to work out. I can give you 38 tools to do and communication techniques, yeah. but if you don't believe it's going to get better, one of my one of my first offices was called Inspired Chiropractic, and people said, "Well, why why do you call it that?" And I said, "Well, here's the deal: if I can help inspire you about your health, if I can help you understand and believe and trust that your body's designed mm -hmm. to heal, your results will be astronomical." Now, if you came in here thinking, "I can't heal," I'm not. I, you know, this is it. This is the end. I'm not saying that miracles don't happen, mm -hmm. but it's just more difficult, right? And so, yeah, yeah. so how do you kind of you know maybe discuss it with our listeners? Like, how do you yeah. kind of describe stress or the the reality of that in our mm -hmm. lives? And maybe not just like because we're not going to get rid of stress. We're not supposed to get rid of stress. Yeah. Stress is what builds our our muscles and yeah. our, you know, so what, how do you approach that? 
You know, absolutely. And so, for instance, if you came in my office today, and regardless of what diagnosis that you might have, I think it's imperative that we get on a foundation that we can build upon. And that's understanding what's our number one goal. Our number one goal is to get healthy. Uh, everyone wants to be healthy. But to understand health, you have to understand what health is not. And number one, health is not simply just feeling good. I say that because people feel good and die of heart attacks, feel good and have cancer all the time. Now, when I'm healthy, I want to feel good. But just because I feel good doesn't necessarily mean I'm healthy. Number two, there's a misconception that germs make you sick, like you alluded to. If that was the case, so we'd all be dead. The reality is germs make a weak host sick, a body that's no longer resilient to those germs. So if the flu came into our household, not everyone in our household automatically gets the flu. Who gets the flu? Well, those that are no longer resilient to it. But there's also one other misconception when it comes to health, and that's if you eat organic, begin to exercise and work out, that is automatically going to correlate into health. Now, we're big advocates of eating healthy, eating organic, working out. Um, those are great ways to minimize stress. But the reality is, if you want to be very transparent, I know a bunch of people that had the cleanest diets ever and still get cancer and die of heart attacks. And then if you want to be real transparent, I know a bunch of people that eat what seems to be garbage, and they live seem to live forever. And so when it comes to true health, health is based on resilience. And how resilient are you when it comes to dealing with life and dealing with it effectively? But to understand resilience, you know, the definition of resilience is very much the definition of redemption. It's a restoring back to the original intent. It's a restoring back to innocence. And so when it comes to resilience, resilience is my body's ability to go from a place of homeostasis and rest. That's where the chemistry of my body is simply at rest. It adapts physiologically to the demands that life puts on me. What are the demands? Well, demands are anything that takes my body away from rest. The, the demands that are put on my body are stress, okay? And stress is in the form of many different forms. It's in the form of physical stress, car accidents, falls, whiplash injuries. In fact, sitting at a desk all day, a sedentary lifestyle is physical stress. Stress is also chemical. The food that we eat, the air that we breathe, the things that we're exposed to, whether we know it or not, those are chemical stresses that put a demand on the body and take the body away from homeostasis. And there's also emotional stress, life, relationships, abuse, and trauma, things that are affected every single day. And I think we'd all realize that stress is inevitable. If there's one guarantee in life, is you're going to have stress for this day, for the rest of your lives. And so the real key is not to eliminate all the stress in your life. That's impossible. And if it's all about removing bad things, we need to go live in a bubble. So the real trick and secret in resilience is creating resilience in the face of stress so that I can manage stress and stress as it manages you. And like you said, a little bit of stress is actually a good thing. It motivates the body. More stress complicates things. A lot of stress deteriorates and begins to break down the body and leaves the body vulnerable. And so when it comes to stress, stress is basically there's three stress pathways in the body. So when demands are put on the body, the body adapts physiologically in three distinct pathways. One is the central nervous system. We as chiropractors know this very firsthand. It's the brain spinal cord and nerves. And so, Dr. Ben, when someone lies at your table and you, you release pressure on that spinal cord, what you are actually doing is restoring that pathway back to homeostasis and rest. See, I want the body to adapt physiologically to the stressors of life but we needed to always recover and recover effectively. It's when that pathway gets stuck, you know, the evidence of that is dysdegeneration, arthritis, and postural changes. People say, well, Dr. V, you know, I know about dysdegeneration, arthritis. You know, my doctor said it runs in my family. It's because I'm older. Well, that's what most people are told, but that's actually not accurate. Dysdegeneration and arthritis is because that central nervous system stress pathway 
has been in a stress response for an average of 30 years. And so it's imperative that you help that pathway give back to homeostasis and rest. We do that through movement, specifically specific spinal mobility. Well, there's a second pathway as well that the body adapts to under stress, and that's called the HPA axis. Nothing that you have to memorize, but it's the hypothalamus that gathers all the information from your environment that sends a message to the pituitary, the P in the HPA axis, that's a relay center that sends it to the adrenal glands, and the adrenal glands release the stress hormone cortisol. Okay, Psychology Today said cortisol is basically public enemy number one. Well, when the body adapts physiologically along the HPA axis, it releases cortisol and puts the body into stress response, which is a good thing if I'm running away from a tiger at the zoo. I want my body to go into stress response. In fact, I want my heart rate to go up and blood pressure to go up. I want my digestive system to shut down and my immune system to shut down. It's a protective mechanism. In fact, your sex hormones will actually shut off, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, but you're running away from a tiger. But when they cage the tiger, the body comes back to homeostasis and rest. Okay? The problem becomes when stress accumulates in a person's body. The body adapts physiologically and it reaches a threshold that it doesn't recover again. Well, when it comes to the, the distinct pathway of the HPA axis, if the body adapts along that pathway and fails to recover, reaches a threshold that it cannot effectively recover, the medical term for that is HPA axis dysfunction. It's simply a medical term that means the body adapted physiologically and didn't recover. That pathway has become dysfunctional. But what's very interesting is this. If you look at the top 100 diseases on the planet, medical research has now proven that all diseases rooted in HPA axis dysfunction. Well, it's more than that. It's, it's rooted in all three pathways becoming dysfunctional. But medical research says every disease is rooted in HPA axis dysfunction. But what's interesting is the only thing ever proven to restore that pathway, the HPA axis, to homeostasis are what are called adaptogenic herbs. I didn't know anything about adaptogens seven years ago. In fact, I didn't know what they were. I didn't know they were herbs. But for 5,000 years, adaptogens are the only thing proven to affect the HPA axis directly. In fact, you can Google it, and they'll talk about adaptogens in the HPA axis. What they do is they act as a thermostat in the body. So we know that caffeine's a stimulant, okay? And then we know there's uppers and downers. But adaptogens do both. They're a thermostat. They bring you up or bring you down, always to restore that pathway back to homeostasis and rest. So that's actually why we created a product called StressRx. I didn't create the product to sell on retail shelves. In fact, I only created it because I started having patients come from all over the world. And I, my dilemma was when if you come into my office from a different state or different country, typically you're in my office for a week. You lie on my table 18 to 24 times so I can get that central nervous system pathway back to homeostasis. But what happened is you would be gone for four to six weeks, and I couldn't account for the stress that you were under, stress that you face each and every day of your life. So I called up one of my best friends, Jordan Rubin, I believe one of the top formulators in the world, started the company Garden of Life. And I said, Jordan, here's my dilemma. And he said, well, that's easy. That's, you know, adaptogens. Well, I didn't know what those were. And so over a number of years, we began to study the, the adaptogens that work synergistically together that you could take forever. And we developed a program. A supplement that can stimulate the HPA axis directly. And it was simply for my patients that came out of state. Now all of our patients are on it. In fact, everyone that comes to me with cancer and autoimmune issues and you name it, athletes and professional athletes, we put on there. And now the military is actually sending it to a lot of their special forces around the world. But what it does is it helps that pathway get to homeostasis. Well, there's an also a third pathway, stress pathway in the body, and that's called the emotional pathway. It consists of the amygdala, the emotional center of the brain, the limbic system, and locus ceruleus. Well, 
that pathway is completely dictated based on thought process. Seems too simple, but negative thoughts push that pathway into further stress response, and positive thoughts restore that pathway back to homeostasis. Simply put, anytime I see my future in a, pos in a negative light, it furthers that stress response. If I can change my perspective, though, and see my future in a positive light, restores homeostasis and rest, which is simply the definition of hope, a confident expectation of my future. But like I said earlier in the broadcast, that hope deferred makes the heart sick, proven physiologically along that third stress pathway. So what we tell everybody is that, hey, we're big advocates of diet, working out, exercise, and all those different things. We encourage you, don't just go expose yourself to germs if you can help it, but it is inevitable. The real secret in health is creating resilience. And we do that by making sure each of those three distinct stress pathways is able to adapt physiologically to life and then recover effectively from it. And we do that through spinal mobility, okay, in the adjustments, that's when people come into your office or my office or other offices, we're restoring that pathway. We also do that through adaptogenic herbs. Specifically in our case, we do that through stress RX. And the third way is we do that through an atmosphere. So when you come into our office, you know, people, we have music that plays. I call it worship music. And the typical response is, well, Dr. V, you must be pretty religious. But I actually hate religion. But I'm unashamed of my relationship with the living God. And I tell all my patients, hey, when, you know, when you come in and I lay hands on you, I'm going to pray for you silently. Why? Because I believe God's your healer. If you ask me to, I'll pray for you out loud because there's power and agreement. Somebody's going to pray for you whether you like it or not. You say, Dr. Peter, I don't even believe in your God. That's okay. It doesn't offend me. It doesn't offend God. But here's the thing. It never offends me if someone doesn't pursue care in my office. But if they do, they will now be my family. And the best way I know to fight for my family is to pray for them. And when we pray for him, even when you look at the research with it, it helps restore that third pathway back to homeostasis. And so health is based on resilience. Our body's ability to restore itself back to its original intent, back to innocence, back to homeostasis and rest. And if the body can do that effectively, it is fearfully, wonderfully made. There's nothing too hard for our God. And it's amazing the results that you'll get. But I don't even know where to start with questions on, on any of that stuff. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if there are. It's like a mic drop. Did you drop your mic on that end, uh, Dr. Pete? That's my question. Well, After I was expecting deal. Dr. Ben to. Yeah, well, you, were, you, were <laughs> yeah. wait, you were probably waiting for me to interrupt you. Um, so so let's, <laughs> yeah. let's do this. So here's what we're going to do. Let's take a quick break because after the show, I'm going to catch my breath here. And, and I have some questions that are going to. I, I, now that I'm thinking about stuff, I'm going, man, I, I, I do have some things that are good. So you're going to, you might need this break doc. All right. You, this is going to be, this is going to be good. Let's take that break real quick. If you're listening with us, stay tuned. We've got some great things coming after the break. Okay, so here we are back uh, with Design to Heal and Dr. Ben and uh, Dr. Pete Sulak on the phone here. Um, Dr. Pete, man, you just, uh, wow. I, here's here's the first question that I would ask you right away. Okay, so you've, you've done a masterful job talking about the systems of, of our body and the stress that kind of, um, you know, results from things. What would you say to the average person uh, just as some basic tips? There's people out there that, are, you know, are just listening to this show going, Hey, that all sounds wonderful. Everything's great. Where do I start, man? Like, what do I, what do I do if I'm going to, you know, if stress is an inevitable part of life, I was going to make a joke with you earlier that, you know, ho hopefully we could find some relevance in this audience because I don't know how mm -hmm. many of them, you know, have stress. Of course, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's a misnomer there. We're all carrying stuff. Um, where, where do we start? Ben did an episode a few weeks ago about detoxing and it's just mm -hmm. a great job on that. And, and we talked about how that can be an overwhelming process. We all know we have stress. We all know that we need mm -hmm. to change our relationship with stress. If we could just put one foot forward, right, in front of yeah. the next right now, can you bring us down to the ground level and say, hey, start here? 
right? This is the one yeah. or two steps right away. The, the biggest thing is for everybody, and, and I get that question all the time, and I get it, you know, people call me and they say, Dr. Pete, I, I can't come from Africa, and I don't have the money, I don't have the resources to get there, so what do I do? And it's really simple. We need to get three pathways back to homeostasis and rest, and we're going to do that through movement. We're going to do the central nervous system simply through movement. In fact, when we get out and we exercise, it releases what's called proprioceptors to the brain to help bring that central nervous system pathway to homeostasis. Now, I personally believe that the more specific you can be, to restore that, the more effectively you can get that body to homeostasis. But get out and get moving. Get active. It's like my, what my grandfather said at 95 years of age. I said, Yo, Grandpa, what was your secret? He says, I've never stopped moving. He's always mowing his lawn. He's always painting, even at 93, 94, 95, playing golf. So just get moving. When it comes to that second pathway, it's adaptogenic herbs. They've been around for 5,000 years. They're nothing new, but they're the only chemistry proven to restore homeostasis. So in our blend at stressrx.com, it's ashwagandha, cordyceps, rhodiola. You know, you look at cordyceps and it's just, it's, it's a powerful immune booster. Ashwagandha helps normalize cortisol, which psychology today, like I said, is public enemy number one. And, and, and then we have rhodiola in it, which is great for athletic performance, is great for peak performance, is great for normalizing hormones and chemistry in the body. But you can find adaptogens anywhere. Um, we just believe, you know, as we looked that there's grace on it. In fact, all of our proceeds from our company, StressRx, goes to our work around the world and our humanitarian work, 100% of that goes there. And then the third thing is, is it just beginning to see yourself with worth and value, that there's significance on your life. When I begin to grasp that I have worth and value, it is found in Jesus Christ, that God didn't come to condemn me or judge me, he came to love me and save me. He came to give me hope. He gave, came to give me a future. Then, then I begin to understand that I have value, that I have worth, I have identity. I'm loved by the living God. And just by knowing that you're loved by the living God, that you have worth and value, no matter how crappy life has been and circumstances have come against you, the reality is Jesus was there 2,000 years ago dying in your place, knowing that he wanted to redeem you. And so let's get moving. I incorporate adaptogens into your everyday life. And let's begin to know that you are loved by the living God and surround yourself with people that actually see you according to your worth and value. Dr. Pete, I, I uh, just was this last couple of uh, this, by this last week or so, I've been reading this book and, and it's, it's got, the book's called Curable. It's an interesting book. And, and, you know, you, you often read these things and sometimes, you know, there's parts you have to cross out, you know, based on certain experiences that we've had. And there's parts that are really beautiful. And, and this book was talking it was part kind of about part three that you mentioned there, but it's talking about relationships. It was interesting, and you're probably aware of this data. But when we look at like blue zones, the blue zones data, and these longest living cultures, and the you know centurions, and this one was talking about Sardinia, I believe is how you say it, right? That island outside of, on Italy in Italy, uh, and it talked about it. Said if you went there, um, yes, it's beautiful, and yes, it's all of those fresh air and all those things. He said, but what you would really notice is um, they're on top of each other. Was the word that he used? It's just a small island. He says so they can't help but have relationships. You know, the, the, the grocer, you know, the town grocer walks by and sees how, you know, his friend for 50 years is doing and they sit down and they play cards or just talk or pray or laugh or tell a joke. And, and he said, this is what the research said. It said that actually relationship outperforms diet and exercise like, mm. like beyond, like, like no other. And so I yeah. think, and I, I don't want to, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this, this idea of relationship 
um, is so critical, right? This idea like that I know that I'm that that I matter to somebody, and and I mean then yeah. and here's the and here's what I would be careful of for us is we know and and I say this even to patients. You know how it happens when you're dealing with patients, or Jeff, I'm sure it happens to you with therapy, you know, or working with couples. They think they think you saved them, they think you cured them, they think you healed them. They say things like I could never have done this without you. You say you know right, and and it's easy to you know, you want to take that. But the problem is, and I tell patients this a lot, I'm going to, I will let you down. I promise you. Like mm-hmm. at some point you're going to think it didn't work. I, I messed up. I didn't say it right. I didn't, whatever it was, right. I gave you a bad adjustment. I don't know. And I'm not saying that to, to get myself off the hook. I'm just saying that's reality. So if we put our faith in man and we're looking for somebody else to make us happy, or we're looking to Dr. Pete to tell us how to live the perfect life, right. From taking this and taking that a lot of times people can be, what will happen is just the world will let you down. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so it is important. And I, I think this is one of the reasons that maybe chiropractic and our approach is so helpful is it gives you a set of principles to live by. Right. So, of course, yeah. our focus, my focus is always helping somebody just initially know that they're designed to heal. If you don't know if you were 100 pounds overweight, but you didn't believe you could lose that weight, then why bought like this is a waste of time. The first thing I have to do is convince you that you can. Right. I have to help you understand that. And so do you have some I know we're kind of we're kind of winding down here, but I just was I'm curious you know, your, your thought to that, because I have those people. And I think this is the the struggle, you know, they can get some improvements. Of course, you take a very unhealthy diet and you just make some, you know, people say, Hey, should I be a vegan? Should I be a, you know, keto? Should I be a, you know, whatever, a carnivore? I said, I said, I don't know for like, anything's probably better than the junk you're eating. Right. So like Mm -hmm. start there, right? Like Wawa hot dogs and a 68 ounce, you know, soda pop, you know, any of those versions are better than that. Right. But, or whatever and say, Hey, should I get adjusted? Well, absolutely. You should get adjusted. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to like, it's not complicated. Like, sure. If you can, and you can find a way to put that in your life and you can invest in that. Absolutely. Right. And, and so Mm -hmm. those are kind of, to me, just givens, but I Mm -hmm. think, you know, if we can get there, um, the the meaning there's no downside to doing that. Right. But, but then that the one that I think escapes a lot of us, Pete is, is this idea of relationship, um, with each other, but, but also, and again, I think, you know what I, you know, I'm kind of stumbling for my words on it, but can you explain? Cause I, we've seen that so many times and it's like when that light bulb switches for somebody where they believe that they, and I know these words sound kind of cliche or cheesy to people and, and you know that, but, but knowing that they're loved and you know, we can like, Oh yeah, well that's just foo foo. That's kind of right. But Oh my goodness. I'm thinking of the study that they did on the Russian orphans, right? They, and this was a long time ago, but they were not allowed to touch them. The caretakers weren't allowed to touch mm. them and every one of them died. Mm. Right. And, and yeah. because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't know, if you will, like there's a, there was an appreciation of, of, or a transfer of that love, right? Through somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like when patients come in our office and we lay our hands on them. I, I don't know. I, for some people in my office, as you know, this, that's the only time they get touched all week. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that in a, in, a, in a weird way. I mean, literally like lay hands on them and bless them and pray for them and just mm-hmm. tell them, Hey, great to see you. love you. Have a beautiful week. Like that's the mm-hmm. highlight of the week. And that's somewhat mm-hmm. sad, but I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be able to be that for them. Right. So can you kind of maybe just touch on, you know, close us with that kind of your take on that? Well, I just think it's, it comes to purpose. It comes to the fact that I am loved and it's connection and it's who I'm connecting myself with. You know, when it comes to stress, Stress is anything toxic or deficient that puts a demand on my body. So when it comes to physical stress, it's uh, stress is a toxin. And when it comes to physical, it's trauma. 
it's too much activity. It's it's an over accumulation of car accidents, falls, whiplash. But then it's also uh, a lack of activity. It's a deficiency of movement. It's a sedentary lifestyle. When it comes to you know that the, the chemical pathway, it's toxins in our food and our environment and GMOs and genetically modified and, and, you know, and radiation and everything else, but it's also a deficiency. So it's a lack of nutrients. It's focusing too much on macronutrients, fast carbs and proteins, but too little on micronutrients. So we're giving ourselves calories, but no nutrients. And so whether it's a toxic a toxicity or a deficiency, it's still, they're both a stress. And when it comes to the emotional pathway, Okay. And there's toxins. It might not be, I might not have an abusive relationship. Okay. I might not have trauma in my relationship, but it might just be an insufficiency. It might mean that that void that can only be filled through the love of God. Okay. That can only be filled through others is is void there. And it's one of those things that when you begin to connect people and bring people together and you begin to surround yourself with people that see you according to your worth and value, not according to what you've done wrong, when they when they begin to love you with the love of God, um, and all of a sudden you begin to you begin to satisfy those deficiencies and it helps restore homeostasis and it's proven physiologically to actually transform your life. You know, and when you give a person a hug, you're feeling you're, you're providing a sufficiency to a void that's there. That's literally putting causing the body physiologically to go into a tailspin. And so it's relationships. It's hanging out with people, you know, working around the world a lot, working at the World Health Organization, places like that. You know, America, we're all about money and power. OK, but around the world, they're all about relationships. They're all about their, you know, their tea times. They're all about hanging out, cultivating relationship with each other. That's more valuable than anything. And if I cultivate a relationship with you, I've met a need. Okay, I fulfilled a void, and it's an easy to do a transaction. But in America, we like to do transactions without filling those needs and without, you know, earning our rights, so to speak. And so it's just imperative. And I encourage everyone: surround yourself with people that. Um, just see you according to your worth and value. But if you have no one in your life that sees you according to your worth and value, know this, the cross of Jesus Christ is the best depiction that your life has worth and value, that the living God thought you were worth dying for to redeem that which was lost, to restore the void in your life. And we do that through relationship. And how much better a relationship with the living God through Jesus Christ. I'm so grateful that you, I know you got a lot going on and I know, um, you know, that this is just your heart. And, um, you know, we had, we had you in the office a couple of months ago and people still, <laughs> you know, you come in and they ask how you're doing. They don't care how I'm doing or anything else. They just, how's Dr. Pete? I said, he's just fine. Don't worry about him. He's just fine. I'm just kidding. No, I, I love it. But, I, gave uh, him, I, I gave him snacks. <laughs> yeah. You gave him snacks. No, they love anybody, anybody, anybody. We, the way we, the way we promoted that event, when you came to town at the office, I said, um, I'm not speaking. And they were like, all right, I'll come. It really didn't <laughs> matter. That it was, it was, I will be there. There, there was a traffic out. jam on the highways there, <laughs> so, Dr. P. You just didn't know about it. We, uh, we do carry in our office, you know, we carry your products. Patients love them. We take them. My wife takes them. I always joke about it sometimes when she's taking her vitamins at the night. She just wants to spend time with Dr. Pete. And, um, but but I, I've watched firsthand as people restore. And, and one of the biggest things we get, and it's funny, you know, our, one of the most common things I hear is, and it's one of the common struggles, in, in, especially in the United States, is people don't sleep. And I would say one of the most common things people do when they start taking the stress RX, not that this is a stress RX commercial, but they say, man, 
I don't know. I mean, between, between adjustments and, and stress RX, people just sleep like a baby. And um, yeah. so I know they can get that online. They can order it from you, ship it all over the world. So Pete, what's the best way to find you, to contact you, to, you know? I just, you know, honestly, probably stressrx.com is where you can get the product. Probably check us out on Instagram, Dr. Pete Sulak, S-U-L-A-C-K on Instagram. Okay. We post things right there. But um, yeah, it's just we have the greatest privilege in the world when it comes to sleep specifically to close us out. You know, when the body goes into a stress response, it affects circadian rhythm. And the very thing that the body needs is to replenish itself because of stress is sleep. And so when your body goes into a stress response because of the double whammy, you lose the ability to recover and you lose the ability to sleep. And so it just becomes a vicious cycle. And when you get the body to homeostasis with the adjustments, with the adaptogens, and with simply knowing who you are and that you're loved, it actually restores those pathways, restores your circadian rhythm, your sleep cycle, and you'll be amazed that the body redeems itself, replenishes itself, and restores itself very, very nicely. Hey, brother, thank you so much. Well, speaking of love, you know I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners did well as well. And uh, thank you for, for all that you do around the world and uh, for, for, for the uh, work that you do with your patients, brother. Absolutely. Bless you, gentlemen. It's an honor to be with you. Thanks. Well, if you're out there listening to Design to Heal, we ask one thing. Just share this uh, episode. There's somebody out there listening that um, this impacts you for sure, but maybe also family or somebody in your tribe, in your sphere of influence. So shoot them a text, give them the link and uh, Facebook post, whatever it is. And um, just make sure you're subscribed because every episode, uh, every new episode comes out uh, on Mondays and we will keep bringing, we're, we're going to bring the good stuff, Dr. Ben. That's the plan here. We're going to keep bringing the good stuff like Dr. Pete. Um, that's our commitment to you. And so when you're getting those notifications, you'll be aware of it and you'll continue to be able to track with us. So thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week on Design to Heal. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Now imagine a new normal you get to decide when you understand your body's amazing design. Connect with us today by visiting achievewellness.clinic and join us on the mission by sharing this episode with someone you love.